what a great morning so far. And, uh, and I just want to, we, we have been in a series about generosity, right? That's what we've been talking about the past several weeks. We've been talking about generosity. And I just want to, I'm going to have some friends join me. But I think sometimes we ask the question, last week Pastor Ed did a great job talking to you guys. And, uh, um, but we, in this series, we've been talking about being generous with time, talent, and treasure. And I think sometimes we think a church is just wanting people to be generous so that the church can have more money or have more volunteers or whatever, and that's really not our heart. Our heart is that we would be generous as a church and generous as a people. Our heart is that when people look at us as a church, they would say they're generous regardless of what church, and they just, you look like Jesus, you act like Jesus, because I believe Jesus was the most generous of all, Right? And so that's who we want to. That's who we want to emulate. That's who we want to model. And John chapter fourteen verse fifteen has become over the last couple of years one of my favorite verses in the Bible because I've read it out of context for so many years. And it's, it's Jesus, and He says, "If you love me, you'll do what I say. Really, you'll follow my commandments." And I always read that more of a, "If you love me, you're going to do it." But I think as you begin to truly fall in love with the Lord, you realize that's not what he's saying. He's saying, if you love me, you're you're just going to want to do this. It just becomes who you are. And so I don't want generosity to be something we do. As a church, I want generosity to be who we are. And because that's who we are and because we love Jesus, we get to do this, right? And so that's what we're talking about as being generous. But also, I want to encourage you. We don't only want to be generous with our time, talent, and treasure for others. We want to be generous in our time with the Lord, okay? And so that's our heart. And uh, so today, what I want to do is I have some friends that are going to join me. And uh, man, when I think of generous people at Destiny Church, I could ask so many of you. But I wanted to ask, um, I've got seven friends that are going to join me on the stage, and each of them... Um, Hopefully, um, they don't act like politicians and take too long with the mic. (laughs) But uh, no, we're going to, uh, I've asked each of them to share really why are they and their family generous? Because I think sometimes in the seats, we think, well, this is just the pastor saying this. Now, I want you to hear from people who live this and they're generous, and I want you to hear why. So would my panel um, of friends join me on the stage? Let's give it up for our panel today. Come on up. You can sit wherever you guys want. Guy's side, girl's side. There we go. (laughs) We're segregated, right? Hey, so um, I know that our room is not always conducive to panels and so um, with lighting and cameras and weird seating, but uh, we're going to do our best to keep everybody to where you can see everything that's happening. But here's, here's the kind of thing. Here's how I want to shape this today. When I was thinking about generosity in this panel, I started thinking about the story of the Good Samaritan. The story of the Good Samaritan is an interesting story to me because you have four people, five people involved, whatever you want to say, but three primary players at the beginning of the story. Um, you have a Levite and a priest and a Samaritan. We have a man who's injured in a ditch. We don't know a ton about him, but we have an injured man who's been beaten, who's been robbed, who's been left for dead. And we have two people pass him by, a Levite and a priest, who when I read this story, to me, they're the Christian, right? They're the church. 
And to me, that should be the person that should stop, but they don't. But the Samaritan does. And it's caused me to ask, why does that person stop when the other ones don't? And I don't necessarily have an answer today, but today when I look at this panel, I look at good Samaritans. I look at people that stopped. And I want to know why you stop. That's what I want to ask you, and that's what I want you guys to hear today. And so I'm going to, I'm just kind of, I'll kind of pick and choose where I'm going, but Mike, I'm going to ask you first. Um, Mike, you are literally um, a hero to me because of your generosity. So two years ago when COVID hit the United States of America, I remember the very first time that uh, I, I just got home from um, Europe with Pastor Ed and, and Tanya. And, uh, and then like, everybody's like, they're going to shut the country down. And I'm like, oh, they'll shut it down for a few days and we'll be back to normal. And uh, so we weren't prepared as a church. At that point in time, we had one camera and uh, we didn't live stream. We recorded it and, and uh, put it on later. And then I remember the very first time, so I come in here to do live stream. I come in here, not even live stream. We're going to record it and tell everybody, hey, we're not going to have church. And I said, we'll be out for three or four weeks and we'll be back. And, uh, and I came in, I hit record myself because whether you believe it or not, I hate being in front of the camera and I didn't want anybody in here videoing me. So I thought I'll handle this all by myself. So I came in, pushed record, ran up here, preached, ran back there, turned the camera off and then told, I think it was Josh Meeser, now you can come and get it and you guys can edit it and put it out there. And that was how Destiny Church did live stream until you came along. And you literally took your, your talent and your time and your treasure and you helped us implement live stream that is still running to this day. I want to know, why did you do that? Yeah, you know, this is hard because production is what I do for a career. Yeah. And, and I think some of us, we, we, we want to separate our career lives from our church lives. Mm. You know, teachers, right? The last thing we want to do on a weekend is be with more kids. Yeah. Um, the last thing I want, and my, my, my family who's not here, um, but the last thing I want to do at Christmas is hang Christmas lights. I don't, I don't like it. Like it's my job. That's what I, don't I do. Like it I know. But, but production, so, so it's, this is a struggle I've had because production is the thing that I've done f- since I was 18. Um, but then I remembered, I remembered who I am. It's kind of like Erica was just saying. Like I remembered who I am in Christ and, and who I am as a prodigal. Like I was a kid that left the Lord hard and then came back. And the Lord gave everything back to me, mm. right? The, the, there, there was the party, there was the gold, there was the jewels, everything came back to me. How do I hoard that? Mm. I can't. So, so, I'm, so when, when I came here, however many years ago it was, I was always looking for ways to help. You know, Laura works back in kids, my kids now work back in kids. I do production, like we're looking for ways to help. And I don't have a lot of money, right? They don't pay teachers a whole lot. Um, and so, you know, I'm reminded, you know, in Acts, you've got, who is it, Peter and John at the gate, beautiful. They, yeah. see, the, they see the lame man, you know, and, and, and we all know the scripture, right? Yeah. Silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give to you. I've got Jesus, mm. so I can give Jesus back. And so for the 30 people who are watching on live stream, 
it, it doesn't sound like a lot. There's you know, 300 people in this room and we're just serving 30 people. Those 30 people need Jesus as much as the 300 people in here. That's why I do it every week yeah. or as much as we can. Joe's up there now, Tice is there. Sometimes we've got Shane on a camera. We've got several different people who are working constantly, giving every week so that those 20 or 30 people can, can do what they do. And, it, and sometimes it's discouraging. You know, I came to you a couple months ago and I was like, I just don't know if this is working, yeah. right? We're, we're, not getting, we're not getting the numbers, the metrics aren't working, whatever else. Um, and then every time I feel that way, there's, there's, there's a message that somebody will post on Facebook, like this really, like, I needed this today. Yeah. And so we just keep going. Yeah. When you're talking, I think, I think one of the keys is, is the question that was asked in scripture, what's in your hand? You know, I think we can use generosity. Well, I don't have a lot. Generosity is not an amount. It's a mindset. What's in my hand? I can use that. Another person I want to ask um, a question is Nikki Finley. Nikki, um, we were talking this week about generosity with you and your family and all of that. And you've kind of got multiple versions of a little bit of a story here. Um, how you're raised in church, but you and your husband, um, Jason, who's on our management team here, you own your own business. You are self-employed and you've had highs and lows. I remember I've talked to Jason multiple times about when the economy crashed back in 2009, he's like, we're losing everything. And, And you guys have went through those seasons, of, but you've went through seasons where you're like, we have plenty and, and, but through all that, you guys have always been generous with your treasure. You guys, um, I just sent out a text the other day. We have an opportunity to make a difference with one of our partners in Africa, um, um, Pastor Jacques, who's in South Africa, that some of you have met, some of you haven't. Um, but they have a pregnancy resource center in their church now where um, in their church, a pregnancy resource center, and they're able to help young women quit aborting their children and give them hope. And I'd sent out a text to just a few friends that says, hey, do you want to help? And you and Jason said, yes, we want to give to that. And I know that there, you guys are always going to be generous with your treasure. Why are you guys generous even when you don't know tomorrow everything could crash? Why are you guys still generous? Well, um, I was, like you said, I was raised loving the Lord. And from those examples, I think that kind of created my mindset early on. And then with Jason and I, um, we both grew into it in our marriage. You know, it kind of started with me as a teenager. I worked for my church. I cleaned it. And with that, I felt the Lord just kind of challenging me at that time. Like, oh, you got a check of $20. What are you going to do with it? So I was challenged to start tithing. And from that point, it was just a process of early in our marriage on that, you know, give God our first. So that's the mindset, I think, where it all started, that when you give God the first, money is not your master. Mm. And I think that's the biggest thing with us is whether you have a little or a lot, it doesn't matter. You know, money is not my master. What are we going to do with it? So with that question, why do we choose to be generous? It's because we're commanded to. We love the Lord. You know, it's, we could do all kinds of things if we wanted to, but it's, what is it for? It's for the kingdom. And um, with that, I just feel that he and I, when we feel led, whether it's he saying, I feel like God's saying, be generous in this area. I may not have that heart at that moment, but I trust that God is behind that because he and I have that same mindset 
um, of giving. So we trust that the Lord's behind it. He's gonna bless it no matter what. And sometimes we don't have the funds for it, but it always comes about and God always provides. And when we didn't have work, like what we would think was money coming in, God always provided the jobs, the jobs to keep going. And to this day, God has always provided that. So with that, I'm able to stay at home and serve and not have to worry about a paycheck because the Lord has always provided jobs for Jason. So it's kind of neat that way. So your generosity, the Lord has been generous back to you guys. Yeah, and I feel like we're stewards. You know, we're stewards. We're entrusted to do God's work well with what he's given us. Yeah. So that's my big thing is what are we going to do for the kingdom of God? Yeah. Because that's the blessing. We get to be a part of his purpose and his plan. No matter if it's in Africa, we never see it. Yeah. You know, we'll see it someday. That's great. That's great. Jordan Rao. I'm talking to you. So, Jordan, you inspire me. Um, I know, I know a lot of your story, um, and you've got a crazy one. Isn't it, isn't it interesting the stories the Lord gives us and the, the things he allows us to walk through to shape us and mold us and make us? But you know, Jordan, you are, you are somebody that's generous, beyond generous with your talent. You're generous with many things, but I observe your talent a lot. Because I know, see, a lot of these people don't know it, you serve in the prison, and um, you're not in prison, but you, <laughs> you, serve, you serve the federal prison here in town. And there's many a Sunday morning, you get off at 7 a.m. after working all night, and you rush to church without going to sleep. See, nobody knows that. And you play drums. I think you have to play drums to keep yourself awake as part of it because it's like the loudest thing I can do. No, but no, I don't think people understand that and know that. Why do you, like, it's easier just to go home and go to bed. It's easier to go home, go to bed and watch it online later. Why do you, why do you do that? Why do you like sacrifice sleep and, and many different things to, to use your talent? Why do you do that? Sleep is such a minimal sacrifice compared to why I do it. I think of the sacrifice that Jesus made for me and everybody in this room. I and mean, it's, it's kind of what we're called to do, who we're called to be, is it not? So, um, you know, I, I choose to do it because I was chosen to do it. Mm. And uh, I was chosen to do it the minute I said yes to Christ. And it is, it's not a burden to get off work. I mean, granted, I don't do it so much anymore getting off work at seven but uh, and coming here, but I used to. And uh, it's, it's a joy. It's, it's, it's an honor. I, I didn't have to. I get to. Wow. And uh, let's see here. There was, I'm so bad at memorizing Bible verses, dude. Um, <laughs> so in Exodus 35.10, it says, let every skillful craftsman among you Come and make all that the Lord has commanded. And uh, for, for those of you who know me or don't know me, when I first got here, I didn't have a pot to pour water out of. And <laughs> it's, all I had was the ability and the skill set to play music and drums. And I, uh, I gave that every bit I could. And um, because of this job that I have at the prison now, 
there's no way I would let that come between me and what I can do and how I can serve the Lord. And I guess the, the short answer would be is because I want to. Mm. Um, I'm called to, and it's because we're chosen to. Wow, I love it. And you do a good job at it. And you do, a, you're, you do an incredible job. But you know, one of the things I've, the, all of you that I've talked to so far, and all of you, the reason you're up here, is not just because you're generous, but I see you guys be generous with a smile. You guys, because you want to. It's like, you don't do it begrudgingly and like, oh, I'm forced to do this. You guys do this with a smile. And, and some of you, like I know, like Nikki, I know like, I'll do this, but I don't like talking on the stage. Stacy, I'll do this, but I don't like talk on the stage. But you do it because you're generous and you want people to hear from your story as well. And so thank you guys. And people are like, all right, why'd you have your wife sit on the stage, all right? My wife even asked me, why'd you have me sit on the stage? And she's like, you don't feel like you have to do this. I didn't feel like I have to do this. I asked my wife to sit on the stage because I believe my wife is one of the most generous people I know. She literally is one of the most generous. She's more generous than me by a long shot. Um, I don't need you preaching, all right? (laughs) But she is. She always has the mentality to give, and I always have to check that. And, uh, but she just, um, she's beyond generous. And there's things, you know, at the church a lot we talk job description, like, you know, do what's in your job description, and we all pitch in to help everybody, but Tasha's always jumping across job descriptions to help somebody. And, uh, and I just, I was asking her, why, why do you have this mentality? And I loved what she told me um, about her family. And so why are you generous? Um, I mean, when you asked me, I was like, well, I, I don't know. I guess there's a part of me that I'm like, well, why don't we do this? And I got to thinking and I'm like, I was raised that way. I know a lot of people in here don't know my parents well, but my mom and dad are very giving, giving people. Um, they give of their money and they don't have a ton of it, but what they do have, they give it to people constantly. Um, they give of their home. I mean, I don't know how many times we'll come back and we have so-and-so's living with us now. And I, okay, <laughs> do we have a bedroom? <laughs> you know, but they, um, they give of their time often. And so it was just modeled for me that way. Like I grew up watching that. And so when you asked me that question, I just I automatically just kind of came to that scripture of um, Proverbs 22, 6, and it says, train up a child in the way that they'll go and they won't depart for it when they're older. And I think sometimes we do think of like, you know, bringing our kids to church and teaching them about Jesus and yes, all of those things. But I think it goes um, further than that too, because I think it's also just in the day in and day out of everything that you do, our kids are watching us. Mm. And I watched my parents do that. And now as a parent myself, I think, gosh, I want my kids to see me being generous too. You know, am I modeling that well for them? Um, So for me, it was just, modeled that way. Um, I don't know. I just didn't really think anything else of it. So I just feel like, you know, I want to be there for other people. Again, I want to, but I also feel like, you know, it's kind of that command. I mean, when you hear the Bible, it's about others, love one another, forgive one another, help one another. (laughs) So it's always about the other person and not about ourselves. So, Well, I think one of the things I want to say, and I want you to kind of speak to a little bit, is you don't do it because it's your job. You know, because people say, well, you're pastors, that's your job. You have to do this. This is just who you are, right? 
I mean, I think so. I would like to say yes, that's who I am. Well, I'm just saying I mean, this, I, <laughs> this isn't because of a job. This no, is... no. It, I, it's my heart. I love to be able to host people or help people or serve people. Or, um, But I will say that there's moments too that I have to really check myself because I'm human. And I think sometimes we can do things if our heart is not postured in the right way. And I think sometimes anybody, no matter where we are, we can get tired if we're overdoing something or maybe we're a little hangry at the moment. I don't know, (laughs) you know, but I have to always watch the posture of my heart. And I know that if I'm in line here, that when I do give out, it's just what I'm called to do. And it's easy for me to do that. So, yeah. We've been, you kind of hit on something we've been talking about in staff. We're we're, um, working through a book together on Tuesdays with all of our staff. And one of the things he talks about is be with the Lord before you do with the Lord. I think sometimes the reason some of us struggle to serve is because we look at it more as a job rather than something I'm doing for the Lord. I'm just gonna tell you, if your relationship with the Lord is right, your vertical relation is right, horizontally is gonna be more right because you're gonna want to do things because I've been with the Lord. And when you are with the Lord, you just begin to act like him. And so that's something I see with, with Tasha. Um, I want to go to the guy in the middle that's holding the microphone, Terry McConnell. Um, Terry, you are, you're generous to this church with, with treasure. Um, you know, we talked uh, this Saturday, I think, I think yesterday, um, you and one other guy in the church paid to do Thanksgiving for, how many families do we serve, Des? 60 families. You and one other guy paid for that. Church, it didn't come out of church's budget. And you've done that for years. And nobody knows that, and now they do. But anyway. <laughs> but not only that, not only are you generous with things like that, Terry, but you're generous to this community. Like, I, I hear things all the time from people that, of something you gave to. That you don't even like. I, I know of things that you've walked up to, you've told me before, like, hey, Lord told me to give that family $800. And you just walked up and gave them $800 cash. You, you, you model what's in your hands you give. You've done that. Like, I know, like, you like, Lord spoke to you multiple times, give what's in your wallet. You're like, okay, and you take it out. Lord, there's $800, there's $1,200, give it to that person. Why do, you, why do you do that? Why do you have that mentality for the body of Christ, but for your community, for others? Why do you do this? I think it just goes down to loving others. Um, you know, I've read several different verses and tried to grasp around what I wanted to say and speak, but I have a giving heart for my mother. She, she raised me that way. And that's, that's just, that's who I am. That's the legacy I want to put forward to my boys, which aren't in this service. They'll be here next, but I want the legacy to live on switching our name to what I want it to be now and moving forward and giving. And I want to be faithful to God because God has been faithful to me and blessed us beyond belief, my wife and my boys. And I always want to give. And whether it's big or small, and and you know, I don't ever... Yes, we have banners for our propane company everywhere, and we do things everywhere. But, you know, the myself and the other gentleman that did the Thanksgiving, we he, he's, he's taught me a ton as well. And we don't need flashing lights. You know, it's, it's God is, is giving. And, and one of the verses that I've got a couple I was going to go off of, but uh, I just love to give. And uh, it just makes, it makes me feel good. I'm, God is blessing me. And if I don't continue to bless, then my blessing will stop. And, you know, one of the first, we started coming here 11 years ago-ish now. We came after Servolution. 
and we didn't serve during serve revolution but i saw that and i'm like that's what i want to be involved in we had jumped churches hopped around done a few things but i'm like i want to serve i want to give and right after we started coming uh it was the giving uh one that you give in october a lot and it's i just i was not listening. I was shaking my head. I'm like, here we go. Here we go. And at that time, that was the way I felt. And now, two Sundays ago, when you kind of went down that same road, I wanted to come up here and say, give, give. You will not believe what it will do for you. If you don't give, you will not be blessed. So one of my verses is uh, Luke 6:38. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return in full. Praise God, it will. Press down, shaken together, to make room for more and running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount that you give back. And I give my testimony and my gas company a lot when I go around and talk to people and help people and do things and they'll ask. And the Findleys are part of this story. Um, and so Jason and I were praying about the same thing. I wanted to move on and, and have more and be able to give more. And Jason, we were praying and fasting and we were praying about the same thing. He wanted to bless me by selling me the business. And that's been going on six years ago, and it's just, it's, it pours over. And I tell the people, ask all the time, they see, like you said, they see our stuff everywhere, and we're always giving. God gives it, and I try to catch it like this. It's not all for me. It's not all for me. It get, I get what I need and what I need to support my family and do, but then the rest of it filters down for others, for our employees, for the people in need, for the people that need help. And I just think it's huge that you've, you have to give, uh, even though when you don't feel that you can, and, and, you know, we tithe no matter what. But then the giving above and beyond is what just melts me. You know, I, it just makes me tear up when I think about all the people that we can help. And I don't ever, we don't say anything about it. It's just, it's just the silent. So I got one more and then I'll be quiet. One gives, uh, sorry, Proverbs uh, 24, 25. One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and the one who waters will himself be watered. Wow. So I just keep hitting on that. You, it's just, it feel, the, the way you feel and the way you can do things for others is, is what I want. None of this is ever going to be all mine, and I don't want it to be. You know, we are blessed beyond belief, and I want to continue to bless. Wow, that's great. That's great. And I've seen you guys do it. And like I said, I've seen every one of you guys do that. Um, Stacy, you and Brian are part of our management team here at church. And, but you guys helped us plant this church. Brian and Stacy have been with us since day one of this church. And, um, and you guys are incredible friends to Tasha and I. But you guys have modeled generosity. And I could, I could talk to you about time, talent, treasure. You guys have been generous with all of that. Um, I think probably your husband might say yes, and other people that know you probably might say, you and Tasha probably have sometimes a little bit of the same disease, too generous with some of your time maybe, and, uh, and then it stresses you out. But I know that you serve on so many different things because you want to help people. Um, and uh, you know, you can talk about however you want to, wh whatever you feel like the Lord put on your heart. But I remember also might've been one of the same giving series that was making Terry angry or something. I don't know. But, um, but, uh, I remember you and Brian came to me after a message and said, Hey, here's the amount of money we want to make. And we're not there yet, but we feel like the Lord told us to tithe on what we want to do. And you started doing that. And it was like almost overnight you guys got there. Now, you're never going to hear me say that that's why they got there. 
I think you've modeled it with so many other things in your life, but generosity, just as the scripture you read, Terry, you water, Lord's gonna, the Lord's gonna cause it to grow. Why are you and Brian always so generous? Um, it actually echoes a lot of what everyone else has said. I think we both um, grew up um, and generosity, we, we observed it through our families, um, whether it was a lot or a little. Um, I grew up and um, every Sunday my mom, you know, put money in the offering. So I saw that. Um, it didn't, you know, it didn't really resonate with me. We never had a conversation about tithing. Um, my in-laws are very generous and we just, it's, it's something we do. Um, when we became faithful about actually tithing, um, that's when it started. Um, and I think it's key. It's, it's not ours. Yeah. It's not our time. It's not our money. It's not our talent. And I think when we think of like an open hand or a closed hand, mm. um, and, and if I keep my hand open, just like Terry said, our needs, we have always been provided for. We've, we've never questioned. There were days, you know, when we wrote that check and I was like, hopefully they don't cash it till Tuesday, <laughs> you know? So, so it's not easy. It hasn't always been easy. Um, the verses I pulled were from second Corinthians nine and it's when Paul, um, sends people ahead of him, um, to, to the Corinthians to, to give for the ministry in Jerusalem and it's a little bit lengthy, but starting in verse six, he said, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure for God loves a person who gives cheerfully and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will have you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Um, as the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. And I think that's that's what we are. We're, we want to be. It's It's... Um, you know, we don't hold on to things, um, and he's blessed us with the ability to, to bless others. Wow. That's great. I have one more, but I think you guys, so I, I literally went into this with the idea of seeing if I could figure out why the Samaritan was generous. And I think I have an answer for it, but I want to ask one more guy here. Lee, and I intentionally let you go last because I knew that you were like, I'm going to sit in the middle because that means I don't get to go first. So I was like, for last. So, no, I was, no, I was like, I think he was terrified to do this. Um, but Lee, dude, I, I, could, I can say so many things about all these people, but I think I, you come, you get here about 7, 7.30 every Sunday morning. And a lot of people in our church, and this is not a put down towards anybody, they'll serve a service every once in a while. You, the doors are open, you're here, and you serve. You know, when I was thinking, when I was asking this, you know, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember when you texted me years ago about your marriage. I don't even think you guys were going to church here yet. And you asked me some questions, and I've just, I've watched the Lord, like, 
you and Crystal and your family blow me away. I mean, I just, you inspire me and you serve and um, you just, we have a men's work day and I know Lee's gonna be there. We have, you know, somebody needs to crawl into the stage. I'll do it. You just, whatever we need, you have that mentality. And you serve as one of our head ushers and security guys and you're here week in, week out. When, when COVID hit, volunteering in our church was hit really hard. A lot of people have not come back to serve. And your ministry, the area that you and Luke, like you two are beyond faithful. I could just easily have Luke up here, but I know if I'd put Luke on the stage, he might not have ever come back. <laughs> he said he was going to use the next week. <laughs> <laughs> but like you two have been beyond faithful. Even when a lot of the people, men and women that served, didn't come back to serve. Why do you, why do you continue to do this? Why do you continue to serve? Why are you so generous? It's like the, the Good Samaritan story. Uh, could have been like the priest and the Levite just walked past. They didn't have to help. Uh, the <clears throat> Samaritan came across and he didn't have to help, but he got to help. Mm. And that's the biggest thing. Like if you see a need, there's a reason you see it. It's because you're supposed to help. Mm. Uh, we joke around at the house all the time. Uh, it's not that we have to serve, it's we get to serve. And that's just, when we started coming here, I was real skeptical. Uh, I wasn't a big uh, church person. But, I mean, the, the church has helped us out a lot. And so I always just want to do whatever I can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've done that beyond and then some. Lee, you're one of the most faithful human beings I've ever seen. And uh, I know, here's what I know. I know that if tonight at 2 a.m. I needed you, I could call you and you'd be there. No questions asked, you'd be there. And to me, that's what generosity is. And it's interesting that you end with the Good Samaritan story because I asked at the beginning of this, why do you think the Samaritan did that? Why do we think the Good Samaritan did that? I think the Good Samaritan did that because that's who he was. The Levite and the priest, the religious person, they weren't generous. The Samaritan, that's who he was. And the whole idea of this series really has been who are you? Are you the Levite, the priest? Or the Samaritan. You have some people here who've mo- who model it so faithfully. And um, why are we generous? I think I could come to every one of you and say, that's who I am. It's what was modeled to me. I think the Samaritan, Terry, had the open hand policy. Mike, you kind of started it. It's like... A lot of us, we don't use the talent we have because we use that all week long. But guess what? That's what's in my hand. So that's what I'm going to use. Eric Burleson, that's what's in my hand. So I'm going to do. Caleb, it's in my hand. So what I'm going to do. Tice, sitting behind a camera at 12, 13 years old. 
It's what I have. I can do it. I could just as easily have that young man sitting up here. Because look, nobody can see you that's on camera right now watching, but there he is, 13 years old. I'm going to do this because I have a gift in my hand that I can use. Who are we? Who are we? All right, let's give it up for our panel. Thank you guys so, so much.